It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, did Jalen Carter miss out on an opportunity yesterday? And one player is leaving Flowery Branch while another is coming. Which one of those moves is going to impact the Falcons the most? And last but not least, and for the culture, Brandon Miller, armed security? Ooh, we'll talk about all that right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day One your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day One is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. But Yesterday, T, we talked about how Georgia was getting ready for the pro day, and we all know the names, right? Nolan Smith, obviously Jalen Carter, you know, a guy who's projected to be the number one overall pick in the draft until they found out that he had something to do or he was involved in the accident, uh, 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 that tragic accident down in Athens on January the 15th. So he ended up getting two charges, had to lead the combine, they're going to turn himself in and all of that. But yesterday, T, I think everything kind of came to a head as far as what he's been dealing with because when you think about a guy who just left the combine two weeks ago, dealing with what he dealt with, he was what? He was uh, was nine pounds heavier than he was in that combine just two weeks ago. And when you think about that, T, I think those are some of the things that you you just kind of understand right now that this young man is dealing with a lot of stuff and he's just trying to figure it out at this moment. I would agree. And a statement was just released by Jalen Carter's attorney, Kim T. Stevens, confirming that he Mm -hmm. entered no contest pleas to two misdemeanor charges today and saying his actions, quote, did not cause a tragic accident that took a teammate's life. The reason I mentioned that in this show, Mm -hmm. and of course you guys know that we like to bring you some up-to-date information, is because you've got to think about what he's grappling with, right? So he's grappling with the legal aspect of what could or could not be in his life. He's trying to get himself together physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally for a pro day, and he is still in mourning. Let's not forget, he lost friends in this Mm -hmm. situation, okay? He lost a teammate in this situation. And this is something where you even look at it from the perspective of survivor's remorse because he could have been in that car or he could have lost his life in his car. There's so many things that are going on. And I had an interesting conversation this morning, Jarvis, that ties into this. One of the questions was, should the Falcons touch him or should the Falcons just stay away? And I said, or I'm sorry, 
let me rephrase. It was the Falcons should stay away. And I was like, not so fast, not so fast. I think you have to have professionals in the room who evaluate where he is psychologically because some people can receive counseling like we've seen with John Morant, take different situation. But mm -hmm. the point being, take that structure, that feedback, that insight and use it faster to heal. We yeah. don't know that until there's someone who's sitting in front of him who is a licensed professional to know exactly where this young man is and whether or not he's game ready or whether or not there's some deeper things that need to be dug into that maybe the Falcons wouldn't want to dig into, right? right. So I think, like you said, this still continues to have layers to it. Yes, it he's is. still a viable prospect. 10 pounds, as you know, as a man, you can drop that in a heartbeat. Sad that oh, come on, he, yeah, sad that it slowed no. him down from yesterday. But no. let's not take one mediocre pro day and use that to wipe out what he did at Athens as a two-time NFL, excuse me, two-time NCAA college football champion. And let's not forget to show some grace because we're not the ones who are going to have to work with him each and every day. We're not licensed professional psychologists to say where his mindset is. Yeah. And once maybe he gets some of this behind him and he can start to return to the Jalen Carter, he is known to be off the field, including Kirby Smart and others have said that, then you can determine maybe if he is worthy of taking a chance on the field. Yeah, and, and I think that you make an excellent point because when you look at the situation, like, yeah, in the short term and, and like – in the uh, in the short term, yes, when you look at it, you're like, okay, man, this dude missed out on an opportunity. I'll, yeah, for right, for right now, like, but we still got five weeks into the draft. We still have um, private workouts, and you yes. know teams are going to still call and bring him in or come to wherever he is mm -hmm. and work him out and have those conversations, take yes. him out to dinner and sit down and speak with him because those are, and get the man an opportunity to speak because he hasn't spoken, you know, since – um, since um since he got since he got arrested, so when you have all of those things in place, and I think that Jalen is gonna is gonna get those things together because he has plenty of time to do that. And and when you talk about the whole Falcons piece, like like this is this is a, could potentially be a warm sap type Randy Moss type situation yes, because we I, know yeah, I was that. thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know what thing, I mean? Jarvis, like, this is, like you don't want to be that team that missed out on the opportunity like this because at the end of the day it's, it's what you talked about, right? Sean 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 the man some grace because at the end of the day he's still like you say dealing with the loss of teammates. He's dealing with survivor's yes. remorse. I'm sure because like when you think about those things and being mm -hmm. in those situations like that and being in life or deficit situations, then I've been in them before as well. So yeah, I kind of understand. I like, dude, mm -hmm. I understand what you're going through, brother. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I think that people don't really care for that. But when you're talking about him as an individual, yes. I think this is a moment where, okay, I, I, I just, I just want to, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do, do my best and try to get through it. Meanwhile, I'm gonna try to get my some professional help and start time talking to people to try to yes. get some some thoughts and comments out that I've been dealing with, mm -hmm. so I can be able to establish myself and, and be able to perform at my highest ability because he's not at his highest right now, right. physically or mentally. Exactly. And one more thing to add, Jarvis, before we move on, I thought about this. Now you're going to have some quality individuals who I want to call bookends of the interior. You, right. you got you got Grady Jarrett already. Now you have David Onyemata. 
And everything about them speaks of high character. You know, Terry Fontenot oh, wouldn't have brought Anyamata here if the high character piece wasn't there. Yeah. So can you imagine not just Jalen Carter contributing to the Falcons on the field, but being able to have those types of leaders and those types of high character individuals who can also help to get him back on path? I think that's another piece that people forget, like many of us have been going down the wrong path until some mentor took a moment to say, hey, wait a minute, you might want to reset yourself. Yeah, I think there's, and you, the, 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 the greatest point you made right there is Grady Jarrett, because who is Grady Jarrett? Dang near the face of this organization. Indeed. The guy that is exemplary in everything on and off the field. Yes, like yes, you yes. don't have to worry about him getting into any issues. And I think that him playing the same position that he plays, mm -hmm. that will be an amazing opportunity for, you know, him to be that in that, that mentorship space. Not saying Grady has to do that, but I, from what I know and what mm -hmm. I gather and where he comes from, yeah. I know that more than likely that young man will be more than willing to, to have some conversations with, with Jalen if he were to come into this organization, I think that, Indeed. you know, people need to slow down, calm mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't look, it didn't look good. The optics weren't great yesterday, but I think that there still is an opportunity for Jalen to kind of prove the mm -hmm. people that, Hey, he's ready to move on at some point with this situation. And then by the time they get ready to report, report for camp, everything be all good. And one more to throw at you drivers before we wrap up. I know I said before, before, but I know you're going <laughs> to love what I, what I'm about to say. If not the Falcons, a team where there's a dog that he respects. Because when Patrick Peterson took Tyron Matthew under his ring, his mm -hmm. wing, mm -hmm. he said, take a chance on him, take a chance on him. And we know now Tyron Matthew was critical to the Chiefs Super Bowl run. And he is now a leader back in his hometown of New Orleans with his hometown team. So let's not forget that, if not with the Falcons, with a team where maybe a, a dog who's come before him can kind of help get him back on the right path. Yeah, that's that's all you ask for, what opportunity. And I think that he may have missed one, but I think wholeheartedly he has more than enough to be able to get right in order for the right team. And hopefully it's a team, this team with that jersey, you see that jersey right here, then that black and red? Hopefully that's the case. Now, you know, we're talking about hopefully there's a case you can win some money because guess what? March Madness is here. It's getting ready to go down. And you want to mess with the number one sports book in America. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's the website that you need to go to. And once you go there, if you're a new customer, guess what? They have the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel FanDuel Sports app right now. It's safe, secure. You ain't got to worry about no flu gaziness. People stealing your information, all that stuff. That's they got that locked in just for you. Heard what I said? Locked in. We got you locked in right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta right here. So, also you can bet on the money lines, the point spreads, each and everything, and you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout at a same game parlay. So. Don't miss your chance to get no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, Jarvis, 
we really liked a lot of the moves that the Falcons made heading up to free agency, right? Really, really think that they made some solid moves that are, is to me, and I think to you as well, moves that'll make the team exponentially better. However, there was one question going into free agency, and that was at the QB position. We figured they'd take a QB in free agency to get that veteran, but it was interesting that they would go with Ty- Taylor Heineke. And even more interesting is the fact that you're talking about a two-year, $14 million contract, $6.32 million guaranteed at signing, one year with $7 million potentially, and some interesting cap hits, 4.92, 9 mil. The reason we say all that is because we thought they might get someone who was maybe not that pricey, but when you get that guy, you might be thinking that he could also be a little more than a backup. So that being said, does having a Taylor Heineke, who is a little bit more than maybe a backup quarterback, we'll call him a high-end backup, any pressure, any more pressure on Desmond Ritter? Ooh, I don't think so. Because yeah. my impressions from Desmond Ritter, like, you know, we've talked to him, you know, after practice and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the, what I get from the from him is the fact that, like, nothing really, you know, bothers this guy. Yeah. Like, he's the type of guy that I'm going I'm to do me, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever the situation or any outside factors that, you know, happen. You know what Indeed. I mean? And that's what you want, especially when you're talking about a quarterback, yes. a guy that you're looking to lead your team, a guy that you're looking to, you know, really establish himself as a leader and as a yes. starter, you know, mm-hmm. for however long he's here. And and I think one of the things that really kind of kind of made me really start to warm up to him, because initially I wasn't, too enamored with when the Falcons took him in the third round with the seventh mm-hmm. overall, overall pick. I wasn't too all that. I wasn't all that high on him. But the thing that really kind of just made it for me was the fact that he established himself with Drake. And yes. when you think about that scenario, right? That's that's some forward thinking too. So like, I know at some point I'm going to be throwing the ball to this dude. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's this year or next year. Yeah. But I need to be able to establish a relationship with this cat because I know he's the number one guy. Like, yeah. if you draft, a, draft, a, you draft a wide receiver in the top ten, more than likely he's going to be the wide receiver one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how that works in the NFL. So, for him to be able to establish some type of rapport with him, mm-hmm. work out with him, establish a, a, a genuine relationship with him, those guys have some, some something going as far as just – those guys are really friends. Those those cats aren't yeah. just guys who work together. Right. And for him to kind of be able to establish himself with him, and then once once they made a decision to uh, bench Marcus Mariota, you are I I already knew T. I automatically knew in my mind. I was like, watch Drake London's numbers go up. Yeah, watch them go up. And it, that's exactly what happened. And I think that when you have a, somebody who can come in immediately and, and pinpoint the person. Hey, I need to be able to get with this guy. I need yes. to, to work with this guy, and then go out, and then eventually that see that relationship through within a year. Yeah, like, that is some cool stuff. Like that's some leadership type stuff, and I think Indeed. that when you have those type of qualities and assets, you're not worried about Taylor Heineke. I'm no. sorry. No. No. <laughs> you literally are saying to yourself, "Okay, bring it." Yeah, I mean, oh, literally. No. Okay, bring it. Yeah. And that's what I hear when I think about that. Now. For me, I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping for maybe someone the likes of uh, maybe a Jacoby Brissett. I'll, I'll be Somebody honest. Somebody who's been around the block. Yeah, yeah and who okay. I think would have been a, just a tad bit more okay with knowing that he was the backup. 
because he's been that for so long in the league at this point. Um, even a Teddy Bridgewater, I think at this point yes, knows he's relegated to a backup. So Absolutely. that's kind of what I was looking for, but I don't dislike the Taylor Heineke pick because one thing that it does do is I think Desmond Ritter is an interesting guy and he'll use things as motivation. Right. So yeah. I think he'll use it as like competition in his mind. Like, okay, you know, you threw a deep ball, I'll throw a deep ball. Like, I don't think in his mind he's necessarily going to be intimidated, which I think is great. But I also agree with you and that he competes to, to, himself. To, to your point, to your point, when he first came in, that's all he started talking about. Yeah, this is competition. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm competing. I'm competing. He sure did. Spot. And yep. then we, we saw crickets on that. Yeah, I guess somebody back put a little somebody bit, yeah. <laughs> put the kibosh on that and he pulled yes. back on it. So, yeah, to your point, yes, this dude is an uh, extreme competitor for sure. He definitely is. And, and you love to see it and you have to see it with the guy under center. And although he didn't really get to work with him because, of course, Kyle Pitts was done for the season, but there were some moments in training camp that we saw, too, that kind of hinted at, hmm, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Mm -hmm. yes. So imagine mm -hmm. if the work that he did with Drake London and Kyle Pitts' desire to come back and be bigger, better, faster, stronger – Imagine the work that KP can put in because he at least has some some rhythm with Ritter yeah. as well. So I love to see it. This was an interesting one because I think we all wondered kind of what was going to happen when the things started to shake out with who the Falcons were picking up in free agency. And mm -hmm. one of those guys was Isaiah Oliver. Like we yeah. weren't really sure where he was going to fit in. Well, we now know, according to multiple reports, that he's agreed to a two-year deal with the 49ers. So is corner the next stop for the Falcons free agency train? Or do you think maybe they'll go after an Oliver replacement in the draft? Ooh, that's a very good question because um, I got um, uh, um, Aaron Freeman uh, with Locked on, um, yeah. Locked on Falcons. You know, check him out. He'd be talking some good stuff as well. Yes. Um, <clears throat> he uh, tweeted out yesterday. He's like, I guess D. Offer is, is, is next up in line. And I think that when you look at, how D. Offer came onto the scene last yeah. year. The dude made some plays. Now he had his moments now. But when you think about coming from a, a different league, coming from the CFL and everything like that, and, and, and stepping into the to the big boy leagues, I think he showed that he belonged. And I think that that's probably one of the reasons why they allowed Isaiah Oliver to walk out the door. Because at yeah. the end of the day, when you have a guy like Oliver in being a second-round pick, you're going you're gonna to figure out a way to use him because you know Indeed. there's some talent there. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we know he can't play outside corner. Like, that, that was right. – that, 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 that did not work. Yeah. So, DMPs, hey, let me slide him in the nick. Let me see what he does. Yeah. He was solid. He did. So, well. and so he, did, he did some solid work in, 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 in that slot, um, slot corner spot. So, mm -hmm. when you, you – and, and you think about it is – you know, those are some of the things that, you know, have having that forward thinking that Dean Pease, I, I always appreciate him for mm -hmm. as a coach. He's like, hey, you might not be here, but hey, you're playing for your next contract. And yes. guess what? Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, we'll take and him. We'll, <laughs> we'll take him. And, and, and that's what and that's that's how it goes down in the NFL. So I, I think that, you know, you got some guys like D offer. I think that's the mm -hmm. guy first name that comes to mind as far as yes. stepping to that slot spot. But mm -hmm. I do think they will draft a corner. Yes. I'm not sure if they go in that – I don't think they're going to go in the first so. round, but I yeah. think that second or third, they mm -hmm. might try to find some, some find someone that they feel like that would be a good fit for them um, to come in and, and play right away. 
Indeed, because we still need to see what Casey Hayward can do. We still need to know where he is. But in our minds, he's still the starter. Like in our, he's still your starter at right corner. So at the end of the day, you you would to me be better off going for a corner in uh, the draft because I think you can probably get yourself one even if you either take one at the top of the third round or you trade up to get maybe late into the second round and get yourself a corner. I think right. you'll you'll be just fine because we don't talk a lot about that position because there are this is a really nice edge rush class. Indeed. So we really talk about yeah. the pass rushers most often, but I think low key this is a pretty solid. Uh, DB class as well. So, yeah, I do think that they can uh, go and find themselves a jewel and they don't have to use that eighth pick to do it because, as you all know, defense matters. And we all know that with the moves that were made last week, exactly, (laughs) that eight spot, whether you stay eight or you go up to seven or six, you are going to get prime real estate on the edge to the point where you can now in those other rounds I believe they're going to be in good position. Also, we know that Terry Fontenot has done a nice job of getting a few assets. So if they need to package anything in the draft, I believe that they have what they need in order to do some packaging. Yeah, I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's all about team building. And I yes. think a lot of people are talking about uh, the flashy moves and not really – Doing it now, I I I classify Jesse Bates as a flashy move. Yes, to me. that's that's On a flashy move. Well. Yeah, because you know he's the 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 coveted guy. A lot of people were talking about how much money he was going to make before he even signed with the Falcons. So, but I think outside of that, you just been very strategic, yes. very moves that are going to make them better as a team, right. and not necessarily guys who can carry a team on their back by getting the amazing numbers. Right. And, I, and I like what Terry Fontenot is doing. And I think, like I said, we've talked about his vision for this team. And it's, it's crystal clear right now. I, I think that we are heading towards a board where they'll draft the edge rush at, with the eighth overall pick. It yes. just makes too much sense, right? You know, unless they come out here and get a Yannick Ngakwe. And even then, yeah. they still have to get somebody that can come in and get after the quarterback. Uh, because, hey, we're going with the hashtag Tanitra Mantra all day on this show (laughs) indeed indeed and listen like you said to me there were some sneaky good picks that may not be splashy flashy but i think down the road it'll they'll deliver splash and flash and dash and one of those is johnu smith so Mm -hmm. johnu smith talked about the fact that he absolutely loved being here this is where he wanted to be and you know who else is talking about where he wants to be Aaron Rodgers. And if you want to hear a reaction on it, go to Locked On Sports today. They're going to give you all the reaction about his wish list of going to the Jets. And he (laughs) says allegedly he doesn't have one, but we know he does. And so you want to hear about it. Locked On Sports today is where you should check it out because they give you all sorts of news. Also, some reaction to John Morant and what's going on with him. I am sure that they're going to talk about that as well as he seeks to get back on track. We now know he's suspended for eight games. They'll give you a reaction to that as well. So don't forget, after you listen to ATL Day Ones, that's a great second stop for you, whether you check them out on YouTube or whether you download them wherever you download the rest of your podcasts. And you know where we're about to go, right? for the culture. But when you go to them, they'll give that to you sort of kind of with their take of the day. So don't forget locked on sports today is your next stop. And your next stop. If you haven't subscribed or, uh, uh, downloaded our podcast on the audio side, 
make sure you do, do that. It, do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We're on our way to 6,000 subscribers. You guys have been rocking with us. I love it. I really appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, and, and if you haven't done so, make sure you do. And if you want to get in contact with the program, ones at gmail.com is the email. But, see, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this? Like, now we've talked about this story um, um, as far as, you know, with Brandon Miller and the situation that happened down with the young lady losing her life, unfortunately losing her life. Yeah. And Brandon Miller um, allegedly brought the, the, the gun that was used to murder her uh, at the scene. He brought it to that person um, because they, that person had texted him texted him excuse me uh to to bring it down there and uh as of right now there have been no charges but right. the crazy thing though t is the fact that he has armed security as they going through the, the tournament and and i don't to be honest with you i don't necessarily have an issue with that right but what i have an issue with is how alabama has handled this situation yeah. right because from the beginning yeah. oh you know well, you know, nothing to see here, essentially. No yes. no charges were being brought against him, and we're going to play him and being defiant almost about it. And then mm -hmm. wondering why he's in a scenario, a situation now that he's receiving threats and all that stuff because you guys protected him and didn't do anything to him. Like, you didn't even say, hey, this is all about the family. Yeah. Condolence and goes out to the young lady who lost right. her life. It's truly unfortunate. This mm -hmm. is a pending case. There are certain ways how you handle it. And I Indeed. think ultimately the reason why Brandon Miller needs us armed security right now mm -hmm. is the fact that the Alabama, they dropped the ball from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Because guess what? The code of the streets is eye for an eye. And no literally, I'm sure some of those threats are in that vein. But you're now put in this position where Honestly, Jarvis, he, Brandon Miller's life is not the only one that's in jeopardy because whoever is yeah. coming for you, if they start shooting, bullets don't have names on them. So Absolutely really that not. entire team, that coaching staff and anyone who travels with them when they are in the company of Brandon Miller or when the assailants think that they're in the company of Brandon Miller, those individuals are in trouble. And you are right, Jarvis, you're dead on. No uh, offense uh, utilizing that word, but you are spot on rather. And. Alabama, I don't think that they understand the gravity of how how poorly they handled this. And the sad horrible. part is exactly the <laughs> sad part terrible. is they're so deeply entrenched in the bad move that they made, the poor decision making that it's almost like they can't turn back. Like, yeah. what do you do at this point? You just kind of ride it out. And I guess once you get past the tournament, then, of course, you know, you part ways and it's like, hey, good luck getting in the NBA that type of thing. But right. the damage is already done because now, yeah, you, I mean, can you really enjoy this tournament run with a cloud like that lingering over your head, knowing that this guy has people who are out to take his life and therefore the lives of everyone else is in jeopardy. That's what you, that's what you should have been thinking about from the get go. Yeah. Because trust and believe the code of the streets does not care that he has Alabama on his chest. They, they don't care and they don't care about those other individuals who are playing with them. Those guys could essentially be casualties of war. And that is what that Alabama program has put those individuals in jeopardy of. Yes, Brandon Miller was a part of committing the crime, obviously supplying them the weapon. 
but you are still, you're like an accessory. Yeah. Because you're allowing this thing to just linger on. And if somebody else gets in the way of a bullet, you're going to, it's going to be on your head. It's going to be on your head. And and that's what, you know, with all, with all these issues, all these scenarios, right? With John Moran, like you mentioned earlier, just, it's, you know, they are in a situation where John Moran's a little different, obviously, because he's an NBA, yeah. a grown man. Like, you, you make your decisions, you lie in it. But when you're talking about a, a scholarship athlete, like, you are going to that school to be protected, right? Mm-hmm. And if this, the way they handle it, they didn't protect him. They made it worse. Yes. <laughs> they made it worse. Yes. They could have easily said, hey, he's going to step away from, a team, from yep. the team for a certain amount of time. And, hey, at some point he's going to rejoin. But right now, given the gravity of the situation of someone losing their life and him being involved in some capacity, we're going to ask that he step away and then he will join the team in, you know, in in the near future. That's right. easy. That's simple, That's, yeah. that's simple, T. That's simple, T. That's respect yep. for the family because yes, it respect is. towards the family, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also respect for the young man as well because yes. at the end of the day, I promise you they would have handled it like that. We wouldn't even be worried about threats and all this stuff because indeed, as, you know how many people hate college athletes because they have the privilege of going to school for quote unquote free and, yes. and then you know again nil that, money yes. and he's going to be NBA prospect. It's only reason you protecting him. It's just people have a lot of disdain towards scholarship athletes, and I think that when you are acting as if you are trying to protect him, mm-hmm. you're doing nothing. You're, you're doing him a disservice by indeed. handling the way you did, and, that, and that's truly unfortunate. Um, in uh, Alabama's case. Yeah, and look at, juxtapose Brandon Miller and Alabama's basketball program and the handling of that, Jalen Carter and Georgia's football team and Kirby Smart's handling of that. You may not like all of the pieces of how Georgia handled it, but I guarantee they have been churning their minds on this from the day it happened to figure out like how to get ahead of it because they knew at some point it was coming to pass. Mm-hmm. And we could take a lesson still from how they're handling it even today. Like Kirby Smart said, not resting on their laurels and looking at their program and always trying to do what's in the best interest of the the, the student athletes and the players. Alabama could take a lesson from them. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've been taking a lesson these past two years by these, these back-to-back oh, so, national, right. national championships. So, yeah, so yeah. take another lesson from it. <laughs> yeah, take another lesson from it, Alabama. How about that, Tuscaloosa? But, yeah, but anyway, T, I, I think um, we, uh, we are in a space now where I feel like it's going to be some interesting things coming coming down the road. And I, and I, I really uh, – we definitely have to keep an eye on – this whole Brandon Miller situation and the Jalen Carter situation as well, because you know me too. I would love to see that young man in a black and red uniform yeah. for yeah. sure. And we also <laughs> would love for you to come back and thank you also for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available every time you download your podcast. And how about this? How about you make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day? You find it wherever you find this podcast. And they have the take of the day. What's the take of the day? Go ahead and find out. Locked on Sports Today, wherever you download your podcast. And last but not least, before we get out of here, I do this every day. And, you know, and I don't think it's much. But I want you guys to make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.